Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. To get it together, trying to help their fellow man, hoping we can make it better. Do you really think we can? Well, welcome everyone to the catch on Blog Talk Radio with your host John Fisher, producer. Gunnar Simonson and my wife Marty, and uh, it is May 20th, 2014, and we're going to be talking about baseball tonight, believe it or not, God and baseball, <laughs> um, And but before we get to that, Gunnar just told me, uh, informed me about some very current news uh, today um, that... Uh, some some you know talking about making it better that the uh you know the uh, the house is is trying to make it better uh in terms of how we can combat human trafficking uh tell us a little bit about that gunner yeah absolutely uh, thanks john uh you know as we know in our in the in the, in the, the 24 episodes that we've done so far we've had the wonderful opportunity to in, uh, interview uh rebecca mender and uh, jess richardson both uh, who've are survivors of sex trafficking. And so we've discussed it here on the show. And uh, today, and right. I definitely invite you to go back and, and listen to those interviews. Today, uh, breaking news is what C-SPAN is calling uh, Human Rights Super Tuesday, is the House has uh, passed five bills to combat human trafficking. And uh, Great. definitely huge. And just a little bit here from the article, we could go ahead and post it as well on the Hill saying the House on Tuesday passed five bills to boost law enforcement efforts against human trafficking. Measures to combat human trafficking were already listed as part of the House's spring agenda. But I think, you know, John, you've even uh, touched about it a little bit as well. It it certainly has gained momentum amid the reports of the abduction of those uh, the Nigerian girls by that group. And so that certainly has uh, helped fuel that discussion uh, for this uh, historic day. Um, and uh, if you're on Twitter right now, hashtag end trafficking. I've been monitoring it all day uh, for Shared mm-hmm. Hope International. John, this is a historic day. Yeah, it's fantastic. It, it looks like the things uh, involved are uh, training law enforcement, uh, uh, stronger prosecution against mm-hmm. human traffickers and traffic, and, and providing support for victims. Uh, I yeah. especially was interested in, in that one law that had to do with discouraging prosecuting against minors in you know, uh, in sex trafficking. In other words, I remember, uh, I, I think it was uh, Rebecca who was telling us how, you know, they, they were as, uh, they, they were being forced into um, selling themselves for sex, and then when the law comes in, they get taken to jail, you know, for yeah. being a prostitute. Yeah, yeah. It's catch twenty two, you know, and Mm -hmm. and it was it wasn't even a felony in Oregon until I think last year we fought to uh, you know um, the sex trafficking uh, or the of of a child, you know, it was like it was like a misdemeanor, you know, and so uh, it's good to see, you know, bipartisan effort. Obviously, Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know how it couldn't be um, to to move these uh, bills forward and to make some uh, huge strides today, and so. Yeah, uh, certainly appreciate great. you, John, uh, opening the show and allowing us to uh, uh, break, uh, cover that breaking news story. Yeah, I think it's real important. Um, and uh, and now on to baseball, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, baseball, John, and we're trying to bring uh, Marty in here is because, boy, John, speaking of baseball and speaking of your birthday, um, wow, Saturday, tell us about it. What happened at the Angels game? Hey, Saturday was such a fun. It, it's right up there, and probably my top two memories of birth of, of the best birthdays of my life. But uh, Saturday was just wonderful. It, I, I, I could take way too much time telling it, except that uh, I gotta say I did dress up for the ball game. 
about two weeks ago I went to a ball game and there was this guy sitting four rows up from me in a yellow seersucker suit with a bow tie and he looked like he just walked out of the game in the thirties, you know? Oh he just yeah, absolutely. Fit. he fit right in the stands and, and I thought, How cool is that? I even went up and talked to the guy and found out that, that you know, he just came from work. That's why he was dressed that way. But yeah. I decided, you know, I came home and told Marty, and so what Marty did was surprise me on my birthday with a seersucker suit, if you can believe that. And yeah. on the way in, we stopped and, and got a bow tie for me and a very cool hat. I just went looking really dapper to the ball game. And then on top of that, my son, my oldest son, Christopher, had worked out with, uh, with the president of the Angels, um, who was is, who is also an a Indian guide's dad with me in the same tribe, um, to put up a big sign, Happy Birthday, John Fisher, in the third inning. And it, it must have stayed on for about a minute and a half. And uh, uh, I, so my family made a big deal of it. Yeah, he's right here pointing at everything. Like everyone, I had to stand up. <laughs> I, I had to stand up and turn around and acknowledge my whole section and the whole place. <laughs> my whole section was going nuts. You, you know? looked great. I mean, and, you got all the pictures on Facebook, and it looked like they were carrying you on their shoulders, like you were Rudy or something. It was awesome. <laughs> well, Marty, Marty says I look like a politician in that picture, and I, I probably really do. But you know, I, but it, it was it was fun. It, it was just a whole lot of fun. And uh, I'm, I'm going to the ball game that way next time. I, I love it. And yeah, I got compliments, uh, <laughs> compliments. And, and, and I, it was almost like it was fun because just, I was making other people say, you know, they do yeah. smile and they say, wow, you look so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, you look, Marty, you uh, Marty always looks great. Yeah. And she always is in a dress. And so yeah. here's Marty in the, you know, pin uh, skirt, long dress, black dress, you know, and heels, and I'm all dressed up, and we got this great picture of us kind of uh, walking away. Christopher took it from behind. and uh, But but here we are in the baseball concourse, you know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and the, oh, you, and the, it was and great. The, it's, it's fun. It's fun. Oh. Oh, that so, that is awesome! It was fun to see all those pictures. It really was. Uh, I was getting text yeah. messages from the pictures and thought, "Wow, what a fun!" And the yeah. name on the big screen and everything. And so, what a perfect <laughs> timing of that experience, though, John. Well, and then with with our perfect. guest tonight. With our guest tonight, it it's it just absolutely made in heaven. Um, uh, because we set this up a few weeks ago, and I, all this, I didn't had no idea this was all going to work like this. But uh, our guest. Um, I met in in Mount Hermon uh, Conference Center up in Santa Cruz, California, uh, at a writers' conference. And uh, one of the in the first first it was early on in the conference. Uh, some of the writers were I, I don't can't even remember how it happened, but he he did make a presentation. I think he read some of his poetry, and somewhere he made the comment that he was a Christian today because uh, 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 Bill Buckner uh, missed that ball in, uh, you know, in, in 1986 World Series and uh, allowing that game to go into the seventh game of that World Series, which the Red Sox eventually lost. And I, I just died because I lived in New England. I had followed that team. Yeah, I was not an Angel fan. I was a Red Sox fan. I have this rule. You have to root for the team that's closest to you. It's just the way it is. You know, I don't care. I mean, it, it, the, the amazing thing was when I moved to San Francisco after being a Dodger fan all my life, I actually had to switch and root for the Giants, um, which made me a Dodger hater. And so I'm just glad we moved to Orange County so I could pick the Angels instead of the Dodgers. At any rate, here I am rooting for the Red Sox, and I saw that. I mean, I, I, I died along with the hundreds of thousands of other people in New England who died on that one play. Of course, you know, poor Buckner. He, he's the way. You know, no one, no one remembers the wild pitch 
that was before him that led in the tying run. No one remembers all the other mistakes that allowed the score to get as close as it was. They just remember poor Bill Buckner. But here is this guy saying somehow that's connected to him becoming a Christian. Come on. And so I sought him out after that night, and I heard his story, and I wanted to tell his story to us. I hope you'll take time to tell us the whole thing because we need to know it so we know that we aren't just making something weird up here. This, this is something that really happened. So uh, also, he's gone on to be an author, and he's a songwriter as well with his wife. And they have a really cool ministry called Improbable People. Um, his, but his book, uh, Sermon on the Mound, don't you love that, Gunner? Sermon on yeah. the Mound. And um, uh, has, he's going to talk to us a little bit about that and how uh, some really interesting stories around that book. But I have to tell you, uh, I, think, I think Sermon on the Mound has the best opening sentence um, of any book I've, I've ever read, to tell you the truth. And, um, and, and so uh, here it is. There is God and there is baseball, everything else, sports and religion. Wow. You gotta you gotta sit with that for a while, but you can almost chew on that for days. There is yeah. God and there is baseball, everything else is sports and religion. The whole book is like that. It's a wonderful book and it's the way Michael thinks. Um so uh Michael, welcome to Block Talk Radio. I hope you're there. Yeah. Yeah, there he is. Is that no, you, that's Michael? Me. That's that's me. Okay. Can you hear me? Okay. So we're having actually, I can hear you. John, it's me, it's Gunner. Um we're actually I thought having it sounded some, like Gunner. <laughs> yeah, we could talk baseball. We're having I was just some gonna say, Michael, you sound a lot like Gunner. <laughs> well, we're having some technical difficulties with the Blog Talk Radio dashboard right now. And so we're no trying kidding. to work work through that it is it's actually completely crashed and so we're uh trying feverishly to, to reboot <laughs> that <laughs> he hasn't had something and so uh, uh yeah. so uh i we're trying to get it so we can see something and we can bring the calls back in but uh as we're okay. working on that john feel free to continue well, to, i can tell more stories i can oh yeah i can talk baseball for forever in fact i can i can tell more stories about bill buckter because yeah. uh you know, I when I heard this from story from Michael, I I did some writing on it. I was so impressed with it. And uh, here's what I love about this story, and we'll, we'll find out about it in a minute. I hope um, how God just can connect the dots in our lives of, of of things that we love and things that could be the furthest away from having any spiritual uh, meaning whatsoever we might think, and yet God can use anything. And he can communicate to us through anything. And so uh, I was so impressed by that that I, I, I did an article on that. And somehow or another, that article got to Bill Buckner, who now lives in Idaho, safely away from New England. He doesn't <laughs> he just want to be anywhere near there. And uh, uh, he, he's, I, I understand he uh, uh, teaches Sunday school in the Baptist church. Got a wonderful family, teaches, uh, coaches baseball with his kids, you know, the whole, the whole thing, and um, rides horses. And, uh, but somebody uh, told him about the article, and someone I think might have been in that, that Sunday school class who ended up um, having Bill Buckner sign a baseball, which I now have sitting on my desk. So I have a Bill Buckner baseball on my desk, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. So, so how are we doing, Gunner? Are we? Uh... Uh, yeah. I, do you have any Chicago Cubs stories? <laughs> <laughs> we are. We are. I've. I've. I have never seen this in uh, Blog Talk Radio history, and, uh, and so we are feverishly trying browsers and different things. We can talk. We're having the show. But uh, there's uh, the access to the dashboard studio, and so um, hmm. it's pretty. It's pretty bad though when you get to you know talking about the Chicago Cubs, though. Yeah, well, I I and don't know much about. It. I can't talk much about the Chicago Cubs. Yeah. No. But can can we do it? Can I merge a call with him on my phone? 
Um, yeah, you certainly might. Uh, um, I've never tried that. It's certainly worth the shot. Give um, that a, we could certainly give that a try. Yeah, it is. Um, and thank goodness for the weird. ability to. Yeah, thanks goodness for the ability to edit shows. We'll be able to. Uh, it'll be the best of baseball talk with John Fisher. Yeah, there you go. There <laughs> yeah. you go. Okay. Well, I am. I'm going to try it, and um, I got his number up here. So Michael, if he can hear us, um, when my come call comes through, pick it up. Hopefully, and I'll see what I can do. Um, here we go. I don't know what the sound is going to be like, but we'll find out. We're, we're, yeah. we're working now, working now on Blog Talk Radio again. We've got it figured out. So, oh, you got it. Yeah. If we can have a, have them give us a call back here, we'll get them right in there. Marty, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. I'm, <laughs> well, I'm this is why. I can't comment on any of these things. Um, I can't believe <laughs> John has. I can't believe John has no knowledge on the Cubs, though, Gunnar. I mean, we got we got to brief him a little bit better on this stuff. <laughs> the <Cubs. laughs> that was the, the crazy. Well, I know. Now, but, I like here, John, let me just say that as far as at the Angels, I mean, there's 44,000 people this thing, I think, if not more, and they have this huge, giant screen. I mean, like a football-sized screen saying, happy birthday, yes. John Fisher, was just pretty overwhelming and um and then john stood up and took a bow and the entire stand from where we were they all were chat you know clapping and cheering and and john was looking like <laughs> the me? mayor of new york city welcoming everybody to his ballpark it was just really really very funny he was in his own <laughs> the happiest camper i've seen in a long long time i love it and here we are and we get to talk baseball again tonight marty and you know what guess what we God, have a very all. special and we've got our special guest on the line right now. Blog Talk Radio is right, waiting, right. ready to go. Welcome. Michael. Hello, John. Can you hear me? Oh, I can <laughs> hear you very well. Well, isn't that wonderful? Isn't modern technology fantastic? Yeah, oh, wow. and you sound like, now you sound like yourself. I, you were sounding like Gunner a little while ago. Well, you know, I think that's quite a compliment because Gunner has a wonderful radio voice. Yes, Thank he you. does. Hello, oh, Gunner. Nice to, nice to talk to you, and, and Marty as well. Hi. You bet. Hello, Hello. I'm glad you're here. Welcome, oh, welcome. Thank you. Yeah. So, Michael, we're going to start off. I want you to start off in case you didn't hear my introduction. Which I was heard quite everything. Lengthy. John, people, people in Zimbabwe are hearing you right now. <laughs> so I heard everything you said, and I even hung up the phone because I thought you were going to try to catch me, and then I got out of the queue, and then I had oh, to Oh, I that. see. I see. Okay. Okay. Well, then, then tell it. Can you start with the story? Can you can you paint that picture for us of what well, went on in in that in that sixth game of 1986 World Series? Before I before I do that, could I could I correct something you said earlier? Please. Uh, you you said you you uh, read what you thought was the introduction of my book. Actually, what you read was a synopsis by a reviewer, and what I had written, I think, was much. Could I share oh, it with please. you? Please. The opening lines of my book were, were the following. I believe in two things. God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, creator of heaven and earth, the beginning and the end, the Alpha and Omega, the one and only source from which all life flows, and baseball. Everything else is just sports and religion. Ah, so you, there you, got you, the go. reader's dig, you got the Reader's Digest version. I sure did, and that is much better. And I knew I, you know, in a way, I knew I liked it uh, from my memory of first reading it. And 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 I was thinking that is this it? Is this? <laughs> so thank you so much for correcting me. A- a- ab- absolutely, not that I'm in the habit of uh, correcting my my uh, my friends like that, but uh, I anyway, I wanted to share that. Please, thank you. That's that is great. So tell us, tell us. I know you're going to have to give us a little background. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I do have to. That, I do have to set this story up a little bit, and it's a little involved because this is not your typical "I found Jesus in the World Series" story. This is much more different than many of those that you may have heard. Yeah, right, right. right. Um, to set the scene, the year was uh, 1984. And I asked my girlfriend at the time, her name was Sally, 
and in fact it still is, uh, to marry me. And we had been dating for a couple of years, and we were, we were pretty hot and heavy. Uh, and uh, I, asked, I asked her to marry me. And, of course, you know, she said yes. What could the poor girl do but uh, fall under my charms? So then she, uh, you know, and she was a, she was a nice Jewish girl, uh, and I was I was raised in the Christian faith, uh, and we we set a date, um, but soon after, she had a she had a deeply moving experience with uh, the love of Jesus, and I can't really go into that now because it is in itself an hour long story, but yeah. uh, G- Jesus touched her in a very very specific and and. Uh, a uh, powerful way that she could not mistake for anything else. And the last thing she wanted to do as 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 a Jewish girl was to believe, start believing in Jesus. That wasn't going to sit well with her friends and fam- family on it, on any level. So you know that this was not the this was not the power of uh of perception going on here. Uh, anyway, when she when she did accept the Lord uh, Jesus as her Lord, it was it was an earth sh- shifting event for her, and uh, she was now a Jew who believed in Jesus in her mm-hmm. heart, and and she she told me about this experience, and uh, I thought to myself, this is going to put a crimp in our relationship because I had really <laughs> fallen away from God, I had. Uh, really experienced a lot of hypocrisy in the church in my in my youth and when I got a chance to walk away I did mm. and uh I would I was what I would call a moral person as I thought I was a moral person uh but it didn't mean you know I a lot of people culturally will culturally will call themselves Christian I did not I didn't think of myself as a Christian I thought of myself as a good person anyway she had uh she after she had this experience and she had accepted my uh invitation to be her bride she told me that she had read in the bible about uh about being unequally yoked and she explained the concept to me uh and she told me quite reluctantly that she could not marry that she could not marry me and i i looking back on this john i i find mm-hmm quite remarkable because she was uh, a believer of a couple months maybe or, or maybe even less than that and yet she had found uh the presence to deny herself what she wanted most in the world to 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 get married with me and and so you know i i thought that was i think i think today that is that is quite remarkable as i as i look mm-hmm. back at that anyway she she explained to me that love was not going to be enough for us to get through because our parents had been in love once and neither pair was still together. uh, Mm. And uh, she told me, and this was the thing that was really impressive to me, she told me she would wait for me for 10 years, if that's what it took, to decide whether or not spending a life walking with God was what I would, and walking with her alongside was would be right for me would be what i would want would be how i would want to spend the rest of my life wow yeah and and this really got my attention because i had felt the axe coming down i you know i have this visual in my mind that you see in movies of the of marie antoinette with the guillotine you know it's coming down on the head (laughs) well every time a girl ever said i like you mike but i always had this visual (laughs) of the axe coming down and just removing it cleanly sometimes it didn't come off my head didn't come off so cleanly and it was painful for a couple years but uh i i just envisioned that that's what was happening in this moment um but like i said i had i was not an unbeliever i had uh grown up in in the church and uh i uh i was but i was turned off by many of the things i had seen especially in my own family uh regarding god and you know, you'd go to you'd go to church on Sunday, and then the other six days you'd you'd swear and you'd you'd you know it, it, it's like church didn't happen on Sunday. And I thought, what is this? I don't I don't need this. So while I you know I believed in a God that you feared and respected, I didn't know about a God that you could love. I'd never heard that message, or that people would love you intimately, like a like a father would. 
So basically, John, uh, I spent the next two years looking for, but mostly running from, God. Mm-hmm. And, and then mm-hmm. we come to the moment that, that you uh, were describing. Um, I am a huge baseball fan. Uh, and uh, and uh, you know uh, many pe- many people who know me think that I just live and breathe it. It's not it's not actually true. It's it's uh, it's much more important to me than that. <laughs> so, but uh, I was watching. I happen to be uh, so. Like I said, I spent two years looking for God, um, but not really trying as hard as I should have or could have. And Sally was getting pretty frustrated. And I was, mm-hmm. uh, I was one day in 1986 watching the World Series. And it happened to be the sixth game of the 86 World Series, and I'm in my apartment. I'm, I'm there alone watching the game on television. And uh, there, were, there were two outs. It was the ninth inning, and it was the bottom of the ninth. And if you recall, well, you know, John, it was the Red mm-hmm. Sox and the Mets. Mm-hmm. And you remember the the Red Sox had not won a single World Series since nineteen oh, yeah. nineteen eighteen. It was the curse of the Bambino. Curse of the Bambino, uh, designated by Boston writer Dan Shaughnessy. That's right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and and he uh, and, and and so the the Mets were uh, on on uh, the ropes and were about to finally give the fans of Boston what they what they had wanted and craved for generation upon generation. <laughs> so there were, there were two outs at the bottom of the ninth. It's, they're in Shea Stadium. Boston has a two-run lead. And Keith, right. Hernan- Keith Hernandez, who had – I'm going to give you a little bit of a play-by-play here now. Um, Keith Hernandez, who had uh, – he, he was the ultimate gamer. He was Mr. Baseball. He, he just – you know, everything – he would not do an unprofessional thing in his life. He was so dejected about making the second out that he went down to the dugout and started smoking in, in the clubhouse and started smoking a cigarette. I, I found this out later <laughs> from a report. In other words, it's over. He didn't even bother staying and watching the last out because there was no way the Mets were coming back from this. Mm. And then Gary Carter comes up to bat. And I, I say with reverence the late Gary Carter because he's, he's since passed. And he was, uh, mm. by every account, a, a, a wonderful uh, guy. And, uh, and he gets uh, a hit to left field. And, you know, so there's a little bit of glimmer of hope, but really no big deal. It's just, you know, the, the, yeah. the Red Sox will put it away and no, n- no problem. Kevin Mitchell comes to bat, and he gets – another hit to center field. And all of a sudden, you've got two runners on base. Mm-hmm. And, a pin, uh, and, and, and the, the Red Sox fans, I think, are getting a little queasy in the pit of their stomachs right now. You can verify this for me, John. Is that true? No, absolutely true. It's like I've been, I've been here before. How do I... <laughs> I how do we stop this? Will Pepto-Bismol work? Something, please. Uh, so Ray Knight comes up, there are two outs, and he hits one up the middle to mm. score Gary Carter. And all of a sudden, it's a one-run game and anything is possible. All yep. bets are off at this point. And, and we got runners on, runners on first and third now, is that right? I think, yes, I believe that's, tr- I believe that's the, the mm-hmm. way the configuration was. And, mm-hmm. and Calvin Chiraldi had been pitching, and he got relieved by Johnny McNamara, the manager, and Bob Stanley came in. Oh yeah. To oh pitch. yeah. <laughs> and 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 he worked Mookie Wilson uh to a 2-2 count. So now the Red Sox are only one strike away. No, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No. Wait a minute. No, I no. Think... I I know what you're going to say, John, and let me finish cuz because wasn't, wasn't on there a wild pitch and somebody That's came what home? I'm that's what I'm about to tell you. On a 2-2 Thank count, you. he threw okay. a wild pitch. Ah, ah, okay, it was still Mookie. Okay, gotcha. It was still Mookie. Yep, yep. Okay, he threw the wild pitch, and so the tying run came into score. Tying run. Yep. The the tying run. And it's it's now, I think, uh, uh, the game is all tied up. And and, uh, then Wilson fouled off 
several more pitches, and I believe the, the, the winning run was on second base, if I recall. Uh, and, and, and finally, on the 10th pitch of the at-bat, Mookie Wilson sent a slow dribbler down the first baseline. And, John, who was playing at first base that day? Mr. Bill Buckner. Mr. Bill no. Buckner, who I would like to step in and, and, and say he has been uh, unfairly crucified through the years because this oh, man yeah. at one point was a go- – he is a near Hall of Famer as a hitter. He, but people forget that he was also a gold glove fielder. Mm-hmm. And that that he was thought of as much for his glove at at one point in his career, as he as he had been for his bat. The problem was he was getting up in years, and he didn't bend down as well as he used to. So the ball comes to him. It's a little squibber, and he gets down, but he doesn't get his glove all the way down, and the ball shoots right between his legs. The ball goes in to right field. And the runner comes in from third, second base and scores, and the Mets have made the most unbelievable comeback, possibly in the history of the World Series. Yep. And a Game lot, over. a lot of yes, and a lot of people forget that 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 uh, this did not win the World Series because right. this only forced the Game Seven. A lot of people only remember Game Six, and and that's the focal point. And some people remember it as the Mets won the World Series. In fact, what happened is it forced the Game 7. But in Game 7, the Red Sox were so demoralized, I don't remember what the score was, but they really weren't in the game very long. And, in fact, they went on to lose the World Series through this most incredible and improbable series of events that you could possibly imagine. What does this have to do with with God? Well, Mm -hmm. when this rally started, I started seeing. I was watching. I was watching my uh, little portable television, and as each successive hit happened, the screen felt as if it was coming closer and closer and closer to my face. So that by the time Mookie Wilson is at bat, it looked like a huge, big screen television right in my face. <laughs> And I'm thinking to myself, this is the weirdest thing. This is, a, this is kind of like if Rod Serling had been directing me watching the World Series, this, this would be the, 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 the strange twist at the end. And I, and I thought to myself, you know, I, I really felt that God was trying to tell me something. This is very strange. I can't, even, I can't even justify that. I can't tell you why God came into the picture at this moment. But I thought to myself, it feels like God is trying to tell me something. What could he possibly be, t- be telling me at, this, at mm. this critical time in the World Series? And after the game ended, I started thinking about it. Tomorrow, now, is oh. going to be the seventh game. What does the seventh game stand for? It's the day of decision. Tomorrow, mm. one team is going to go off into, into eternity in the, in the annals of the record books and the other team is nobody ever remembers who lost the World Series in 1950. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. but they always remember the winner of the World Series. <clears throat> so I thought to myself, that's what this is about. Here I am. I'm sitting on the fence. It's it's Game Seven for me in 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 walking with in, in looking for God. This is the moment God's trying to show me. Here I am sitting on the fence, and I mm-hmm. and I felt Him saying to me. Do you do you want to go off into eternity, or do you or, with me, or or do you want to, or, or are you going to go off and and uh, you know not be heard from again? What's important to you? Mm-hmm. And when I when I when I saw that stark uh, contrast and that that choice put before me after the game, when the when the room is silent and I'm the only one there. All of a sudden, I realize I don't I don't want to be lost. I want to I, I I want to be I want to be in God's book. I I want what God has for me, and so I made the choice right then and there to get off the fence, get off this silly running from God that I've been doing for thirty some years of my life. 
Mm. And and I and I I finally said, show me what it's about, Lord. Mm. And within about an uh, within that night, I wrote a, I wrote a lyric. I had not talked to Sally that evening, but I wrote a lyric called "The Seventh Game," mm. and it was it was about my experience here. And the next day, I called her and I read it to her, and she mm. was just weeping because she knew what I had just done. She didn't understand why or what had motivated it till I told her the story. Mm-hmm. But I shared that with her, and and that's that's how I know for a fact, John, that uh, mm-hmm. that that God loves baseball and He uses it, or anything <laughs> else, or anything else that somebody loves to get their attention, if that's what it takes. He will come, and I learned that God will come and meet us mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. if we won't if we if we won't go to Him, but we're willing to open the door to to hear Him out. Well, well you know that's. It, it, here at the catch, we we like to make a spiritual connections with with ordinary things. To me, this that's why I've always loved your story, and uh, uh, I, I like to turn all of life really into into an act of worship. How do we know, Michael? If we're, are we just making this up, or uh, are we stretching things to make this work, or does God really care about these things too? Well, I I I know from a personal experience that that God really cares. He 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 used something that I loved to get my attention. People have asked me through the years, uh, do you um, do you think that God made the ball go through uh, Buckner's glove? No, of course I don't think God interceded in that way. I think God knew it was going to happen, and He used it to get my attention. He mm-hmm. He helped give me that uh, illusion of the television coming closer and closer and closer to my face, uh, something that I had no idea why it was happening, you know, to get my attention. So, right. so, but, but I know from personal experience that it is. Do people fool themselves into thinking they had a religious experience? Sure, I, I'm sure they, I, they do. And those people end up walking away from the faith, but I've been a believer strongly now since 1986. I'm still, I'm still yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, you sure are. Well, that's it's interesting too. I hadn't heard the story in a while and I thought you made your decision during the game. But uh now hearing it it was it was after. What happened what happened during the game was it was a confirmation that God was getting your attention. Is that right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And then as you reflected on that later you it really took. It really it took reflection. If if there had yeah. John, I'm here to tell you, if there had been a doubleheader that day, I'd have been watching the second game and forgotten all about it. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> wow! That is so cool. Well, you went on to write a whole book, Michael, about God and baseball. Yeah. Um, what what uh, what made you do that, and what what were you trying to do with that book? Well, it, there's an it, it, it's, that's an interesting story too. Um, uh, I was visiting a friend of uh, two friends of mine, Mike and Laura Walker. Uh, Laura Walker is a is a prolific uh, writer in the Christian uh, realm mm-hmm. as, as well, and and Laura uh, was trying to. She promised that she would help me to come up with an idea that would be a book I could write because she loved what she called my talent. She, mm-hmm. she loved the, my writing from the ministry writings that she had read on monthly newsletters that we sent out from our, our ministry. And so Laura and Mike sat down with me, and we were brainstorming. And, and, and none of the ideas were hitting. And she stopped me, and she said, okay, Mike, you, you could give a lot of reasons why this would work or why this would be commercial or why – why you know this would be a, a a good book for people interesting to read, but tell me what's in your heart. What would you write about if if a if a publisher was here and said I will greenlight any project for you? And I thought about it a minute. I said, Well, I know what I'd write about, but it's it's really silly. And she said, Try me. I said, Well, what I'd write I'd write about my two favorite subjects, God and baseball. But that's really stupid because those things just don't go together. And 
both of their jaws were dropping open. And they said, are you kidding me? That would be an amazing book. In other words, I had blinders on. I couldn't see it because I felt, just like many of your listeners right now might be thinking, that the story I just told about the World Series is a real stretch. Well, it is a real stretch for everybody except for God. And for me to to try to justify writing a book about God and baseball and trying to convince a publisher, let alone a reading audience, how how the book would uh, how would make sense and would be entertaining and would be interesting and would have a really good point, hopefully. And mm. it, it struck me as just plain silliness. But they said, oh, no, this is it. This is the idea because it's your passion. Mm-hmm. And so we sat down for the rest of the evening and we barnstormed, we brainstormed uh, all of the chapters. And we just wow. thought and thought and thought on it and what and 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 then i took i took it you know when i met you i had just been uh at the uh at the writers conference and had a book idea turned down and mm-hmm. and the publisher i i most respected uh he, he was representative for bethany house named steve lobby and and steve said uh, i asked him flat out i said i could take this book around and shop it for the next 6 months do you think there's any point in me doing that? He said, absolutely not. He said, Mike, you are not a celebrity. The only way the kind of book you're trying to write that you just presented me is, could be published is if a celebrity wrote it. Because you're not known, you have to write something with a much more universal appeal mm-hmm. and to have a chance at, at finding a publisher. And I said to him, thank you very much. I'm going to come back here next year, and I'm going to wow you. <laughs> but it, that's what I said to him. And so they helped me put together the idea, and the next year I went back to Mount Hermon, uh, and I presented the uh, proposal. Steve loved the idea. He went to bat for it. He took it it through the publishing approval process, and he called me up and said, Welcome to the Bethany family. You're going to publish a book. Great. That's great. That's great. And you, you, uh, you went on to do some interesting things with that book. Michael, uh, with some of the players? Yes. Can you tell I us have... any... Uh... Go ahead. Yeah, tell, tell us some of the stories uh, well, you know, related the, to that. The Sermon on the Mound, um, and, it, and it's interesting, by the way, I just think it's fascinating that I'm, <clears throat> I'm sitting here uh, promoting a book that's 13 years out of print now. I know. I'm, think, I'm I thinking... Know. I'm thinking my if they had social media skill media back then I I might have done uh <coughs> better with the book but uh it, it's funny but of course we're not really promoting the book we are we're sharing the stories uh, of what God does in our lives and so I'm I'm real happy to do that but uh the sermon on the mound opened uh, really wonderful doors for me and it and they weren't even all of them intentional I had one day I was sitting in in church, and my pastor was uh, was giving a message. And while he was giving a message, it's like my I tuned him out, not intentionally. It's just he he went away, and I had this. I, I can only describe it as a vision, and I, I do believe it was from the Lord about a plan the Lord wanted me to do for the book. Hmm. And what he and and sometimes a vision is just here's a snippet of an idea. Now you develop it. But this this plan was like nine points, very precise in what I was to do. And it was really, again, very strange. Um, But basically what the Lord showed me uh, he wanted me to do was to buy a whole bunch of copies of my book and to send one to every major league player, every major league manager, Every major league broadcaster. Well, that's that's uh, over two, that that's around two thousand books, and how I could we how could I afford that? And I won't even go you know I'll, I'll gloss this part over except to say God provided the money. It cool. was amazing. The, yeah. the, it was mm-hmm. several thousand dollars. Obviously, it was a hardbound mm-hmm. book. It was not inexpensive. But I told Bethany House the idea, and they so loved the idea that they gave me, they allowed me to purchase the, at the absolute minimum price that they could, at, the mm-hmm. cost, at their absolute cost. 
Mm-hmm. And so I and even then it was thousands and thousands of dollars. But I had a big truck come up and deliver three thousand books to my doorstep one day. Wow. On on wow. several on several shipping pallets. And <laughs> so but anyway, but then the next part of the plan was to involve my church. And I got up in front of the congregation and I shared the idea with them and I said, I need your help. I can't possibly do this alone. I said, I need, I have to sign, I know that I'm supposed to sign personally every single book and put a message in there for each player, not just the best wishes, you know, but to rather give them a message, not overtly religious, but just basically saying God loves you, you know, and, and, but, but consequently, that is work that only I can do. But there are people who could come alongside me and they could stuff envelopes, they could put stamps on, they could write labels to the baseball teams, uh, to the players care of their baseball teams. Mm-hmm. And, so, and, and then this very important part, I said, I need prayer warriors to come alongside. I, we're going to have an adopt-a-player program. Cool. Anybody who signs up with me is going to get specific names of players of, of a player for a specific team. And your job is going to be to pray for that player before and after they receive the book. It's just, like, mm-hmm. I ask for five-minute commitment each day for oh, like mm-hmm. a five-week period. And I got a lot of people from my church signing up. Unfortunately, it was still not enough, and I ended up having to uh, give each person five players, each prayer warrior five players. But still was not an overtaxing burden and they were willing to do it and they my church loved doing this it was a it was a project that kind of brought us together mm-hmm. came over to our house on several evenings doing the doing the labeling and the stamping and and everything and everything and uh, i knew that an important fact a factor of this john was that i was to um uh, send individual books to individual players in an individual envelope. I knew that major league athletes, if there was a box of books sent to the to the Detroit Tigers, and and it was sitting in the clubhouse and it said take one or something, or there was a sign on it that said take one. These are major league players. They're not going to read a book. They're not going to be that interested yeah. in a book they and an author they've never heard of. It's just going to sit there. But I knew that if it was individually. Um, hand printed mm-hmm. you know if it was personalized they would be too curious not to open it up and so yeah. that's what i that's what i did and and then i sent them out and uh you know i heard from several players i heard from several, i heard from several broadcasters i got a beautiful handwritten note from uh hall of fame uh announcer announcer for the dodgers who's still with us uh, Vin, Vin Scully, who, oh, who reminded me that he was the one, he thanked me for the book, and he said he reminded me that he was the one calling the play that the, the ball that went through <laughs> Bill Buckner's leg. And I had totally forgotten about that part. So it, it, was, it was a great irony. It was a great circle of, you know, a circle That's of... That's great. I, I, had, I had a ball player call me up one day. Uh, my wife Sally answered the phone. Yes, she became my wife. By the way, did I tell that part of the story? We got married, yeah. and we yeah. have three children, and we just celebrated our 27th wedding anniversary. Oh, congratulations! So anyway, uh, one day I'm on the phone. And, I mean, one day the phone rings, and and my wife comes. Uh, she picks up the phone, and she says, uh, "Hello, ma- hello." And the voice on the other end said, "May I speak to Michael O'Connor, please?" And Sally, who's used to fending off salesmen for me says uh who's speaking please and the voice said ryan klesko and sally said with coaxing him because she thought it was going to be at&t or verizon yeah. or something and he said the san diego padres <laughs> <laughs> and she goes oh oh just a minute please <laughs> and she hands me the phone and we had a really nice you know, uh, ten minute conversation, and and basically he he just called because he saw all these books around the San Diego clubhouse, and he called. Uh, I'm pretty. I think he was a believer, uh, if memory serves. Mm-hmm. And and Ryan uh, just called to thank me for taking the time to send this book to his buddies, and that he was really looking forward to reading it. And that was basically yeah, the right. that was basically mm-hmm. it. And and I was like, wow, I'm talking to a major leaguer. How fun is this? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, 
let's what can we take away uh, let's we're, we're gonna we're pretty much out of time now so um i i want to bring it home now to uh to the to us today to our lives what what can what can the average you know our, what can we as catch members listeners followers do um what should this inspire us to do or to be well I, i'm thinking at, i'm thinking at the moment john of of uh of the uh very often used line from touched by an angel when monica mm-hmm. the angel would always say to somebody god loves you he really does <laughs> and, and and that I, I would always laugh when she would say that because I would be expecting it, you know. But it's it's true. God loves mm. us. God loves us, and He is willing. You know, I, I've seen that picture of God standing and knocking at the door. Yeah. If we're willing to open the door, He's willing to come in. If we're in a prison, He's willing to walk mm-hmm. into that prison. If we're in a bar, He's willing to walk into that bar. I listened to your friend John the poet a couple weeks ago that you had on mm-hmm. the cast. Yeah. He walked into the bar with John. And mm-hmm. and John was or Jesus was in the bar with John when when uh when he started doing his poetry slams. God will come into the places when we open the door for him. And if I could leave mm-hmm. you with any message, that is let's open the door for him. So mm-hmm. and, and let's open the door for him to come through to find us if we don't know him. And let's and let's open doors and walk in so he can follow in with us if we are believers. That's great. And then let's let's keep our let's keep our antennas up and our eyes open all the time to see how God might be speaking in ways in which we do not expect. Oh yeah. Absolutely because because this is God. There's there's nothing too big for him. Um, and we always forget that, and then we get yeah. reminded, and then we, after we get reminded, we forget again. Yeah, because and because not... we're human and we're flawed, and that's the way we're built. And maybe yeah. that's good because if not, maybe we'd get too arrogant. Hey, I'm God's buddy. I'm cool. You can't touch me. You know, but yeah. so maybe there is something good in that. But but the part that's not so good is that we we should never forget. God can do anything. With, yeah. with with God, all things are possible, and there's nothing outside of His jurisdiction. There's nothing, there's nothing He can't speak through. Um, and I I often think that uh, the, the Holy Spirit loves to do things like, like I I think God got a real bang out of bringing you to Him, um, and uh, and you know what I think too. We were saying, you asked someone said that you know God make make Bill Buckner miss that ball. I think I think it's that it's all so incredibly in connect, uh, connected together that we can't possibly know all of the things that God is working in and around everything that happens. It's not well, that's right. It's not, you, know, you know it's not so much cause and effect as it is God is in is making it all happen, don't it's you think? A, it's a tapestry, John. He's weaving a tapestry of our lives and mm. and uh, of the universe. And just like a really good writer will plant something early in the story, but he if he's a really good writer, you won't notice it as a planted idea. But right. the, but that later you will come around to that idea and you'll go, oh, now I understand. Of course, now I understand about the 1986 World Series. To me, I was just sitting there down to watch a ball game. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, now I get it. Yeah, that's so cool. Well, Michael, yeah. thank you so much. I'm so glad we were able to do this. Well, John, it's always, hope... a joy, it's always a joy talking to you, and we have to get out to the ballpark sometime soon, I hope. Oh, let's do. Let's do. I will wear my suit, I promise. Okay, <laughs> and and uh, in, what we didn't talk about is Sally and what you guys are doing together and some of that. Maybe we can do that at another time. That sounds but, terrific. Uh, 
Yeah, but I hope too, Michael, I hope that you will, um, I hope you keep writing and uh, because you are really good. And, and, and also, I want to encourage you to get that book back out um, and, because I think we can do that now. I'm and, gonna, I, uh, I am actually going to try to get the yeah. rights back and put it out on ebook if I can. Good, good. And for any of our listeners, actually, there still are. You know, you can always get used. Go to Amazon, look up Sermon on the Mound, and uh, you'll you'll be able to pick up pick it up there, right? At least there there should be and, some. And some of them and some of them are for for uh, as low as one cent. And if that doesn't do my <laughs> ego, uh, that keeps me humble, John. It keeps me humble. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I got the same thing. So I uh, <laughs> just about all of mine. So. Yeah, I understand. I think Michael, I saw John, John. I think I saw one of yours for one peso uh, available. So, <laughs> oh, well. uh, yeah. Okay, okay. It's just great talking with you again. Let's do. Let's do catch a game sometime soon. Well, that would be a little slice of heaven. Okay, okay, my friend. Take care, Gunner. Goodbye, Marty. Hey, Goodbye, take Michael. Care. Thank you. And I want. I want to um, put my two cents in that. I would love for your wife to be on next time. Also, um, I've fallen in love with her on your site. And um, by the way, Michael, um, where can anyone find your book now? Are you offering it on your own site right now? Unfortunately, it's out of print. It's, it's gone. The only place we, you can get it is, is used off of Amazon or one of the other used booksellers. Okay. But I'm, yeah. I'm hoping, like I said, to get the rights and to be able to put out an e-book on it that would, so that it's not out of print anymore. Yeah. But, so yeah, you can go you'll on be able- Sally's, right? And, and and see things that are um, in regards to your 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 mutual ministry that you have, which is so cool. And tell us at least what is the name of of, of your ministry because it's such a cool title. I don't, I want you to tell us, not me, Kevin. It's Improbable People Ministries, and it came from the idea that God uses the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. And Sally yeah. and I see ourselves among the foolish things. We, God called us into ministry, and we looked around at each other and said, you mean us, God, in the, same way that, in the same way that he looked at Moses, and Moses said, are you kidding? I stutter. You know, in the same way he looked at Sarah and said, you're going to have a baby, and she said, you've got to be kidding me. I'm, 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 I'm barren. You know, but God uses the foolish things of the world to show his strength. That's the reason why I love you, and I know I will love your wife. Thank you. Yeah. So, and the website is improbablepeople.org. Dot org. Okay. Yes. Great. Great. Improbablepeopleministries.org. No, improbablepeople.org. Oh, no ministries. I'm That's glad correct. you did that. Improbablepeople.org. Yes. Okay. Fantastic. I'll, I'll Thank you, Michael. On the site. Michael, we'll also put this on the site tomorrow so everyone can have this. Um, I'm sorry, I, I didn't hear you. Marty, I didn't hear you. I just said we will put the um, the, the site um, um, on our site tomorrow so everyone can know how they can find you. And so Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. So, no, thank you so much. And, again, I, I, I want to say one more time with John that it would be really fun to have both of you on the next time. Well, I'll, go, I'll come back on with Sally if you'll promise to go to a ball game with me and John. Oh, my God. Oh. Really <laughs> asking a oh. lot, but yes, 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 if I will. Oh. Yes, I, I've, heard about, I've heard about your reluctance, Marty. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I, I can't even tell you. It's called true love. Yes, it oh, is. Okay. And ain't it wonderful. Amen, amen, amen. Michael, thank you so much for being here tonight. You just really blessed all of us. Thank you very, very much. Thank you, Marty. Mm. Okay. Thanks. Good night. Good night. What a great guy, huh? Yeah. He's very special. Really special yes, guy. I like, yes, yes. I like Michael a lot. Me too. He's a very ordinary man. He speaks from a very ordinary heart that at least to me yeah. relates to me and maybe maybe most of the people that are listening tonight. Yeah. I'm, and, you know, I'm dying. Go ahead. Well, go ahead. I was just saying, I'm dying to hear um, uh, from Sally as well. And she, I've... I've um, I mean, she's she's Jewish. She has a connection to the realities mm-hmm. of the Holocaust. She has a mm-hmm. heart. She has pain that she's experienced herself um, from the horrific yeah. when she was young that um, has has marred her life. Well, and 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 somehow somehow Michael has um, made all those marks go away. I'm sure he would say it was the Lord, but 
um, they have an amazing relationship that I would love to get to know better. Yeah, that's great. I, I, I would love to do that too. And maybe sooner, sooner than later, I think we'll do that. Um, and I think, Gunner, you know, is, is Gunnar going to land this plane or are we going to do it on our own? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm here. I'm just, uh, <laughs> Well, he, I, I would waiting, never let. He's a John was. John had. He would never. Gunner would never let us land this plane by ourselves. We'd crash and burn. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. he was on auto autopilot, and so. <laughs> that was fun, though. That was fun. You Did could you, talk all day long with that. <laughs> he was so happy, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. Talking, talking yeah. John's language. <laughs> so, Gunner, you like that? Isn't that an amazing story? Yeah, I mean, absolutely, you know, and, and, you know, and I just, honestly, I am really kind of just stuck on, I think, the, the question, you know, and the asking of, of you know, did God let, you know, Buckner you know, uh, drop that ball when you asked that? That kind of just stuck out in my mind, and, um, but absolutely, what a story, and he's got to get back, too. There's, too. there's too many books that have gone out of print that are yeah, just true. gems. And, you know, the, the oh, whoever's know. holding on to it, the publishers or yeah. whatever else, I'm like, just release it. Let's get it back to the, to the author. And so, uh, well, yeah. so well said. Yeah. The right things are just death. I agree with you on that one, too. Um, um, Gunnar, um, you've been having one heck of a week. Um, how are you holding up so far? I'm doing well. I'm doing are you really? really well. Okay. I'm glad. I, I, I'm doing well. Uh, you know, I've got a, I've got a new uh, Cardinal baseball and um so i'm on sours and sleep at this point and you're breaking up again i'm in and out i'm in and out yeah i'm in and out yeah that's 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 probably how you're feeling right now because i know you've been up for 36 hours and um it's time for you to go night night but please land our plane properly before you do. Uh, I don't know. We we worked it out though. John, you did a great job. We worked out the Block Talk Radio um, dashboard crash again. Uh, uh, yeah. Crash again. It was the crash Block Talk Radio. And and you did a great job working through that. We'll uh, we'll get this show all dialed in and get it off to everyone and uh, and enjoy it. Uh, and uh, hopefully, you know, we'll get him and his wife back on next time. That'll be a great time. I think it would be great. And, uh, but, I'm hey, also- yeah. go to uh, – I want to invite, every- invite everybody to go to Facebook.com slash The Catch and check out those great dapper pictures of John and, and Marty from the ball game on Saturday. <laughs> straight out of the 1940s. Yes. You, guys but, but, look, um, you, guys, you. you guys absolutely He's- looked great. John is from the 40s. I am from the – what is it, 2014. Um, um, I am modern. He is not. But but he is happy when he's in another place. I love it. And, I love it. <laughs> well, we well, love you, Gunner. Thanks this together uh, again. Thank you. Uh, absolutely. Love you guys. And uh, great show tonight. John, you got anything uh, big coming up the next few days on the catch? You, you kind of got some things that you're wanting to touch, touch on? Well, we've been, you know, we've been uh, uh, following the Dark Horse story. Yes. And, right. um, and, and for and me tomorrow, personally – Tomorrow is my big day in this story, so so you must must check in tomorrow's story, which is number what? Um, it would be May twenty first. Yeah, I think so. Either tomorrow or the next day. But actually, yeah. you you you've already gotten. You're in the story now. You you came in the story yesterday, and uh, but then you start start making making some things happen in the next couple of days. So yeah, I've always had the stories, Johnny. This is good. So we got to tune in the next few days yeah. to see how this plays out with uh, Marty now in the story, the dark horse. So this is kind of a daily thing. So we've got to, you know, if, you, if you're not in the catch and getting it daily, you better be. You're missing out. And so uh, definitely go to catchjohnfisher.wordpress.com and sign up uh, for these daily inspirations and find out what happens to Marty in the dark horse. I oh, know. I know. I'm, I'm about ready. I'm about ready to do my thing. Okay. <laughs> I love you guys. Good night, I love you guys. It. All right. Great time. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're about ready to, la- to take off or to land, please put your um, uh, your belongings in the overhead bin, put them your, re- your table up to the front, and all of your things underneath your seat band. Make sure that your seatbelt is fastened. We're about ready to land.
And with that, <laughs> great time. We'll see you next week on the catch on Blog Talk Radio. Right I, I love you. Thank you. See you, everybody. Good night. Good night, Gunner. Good night. I think Do we have any music TV. tonight? <laughs> no. Tired? The, the Blog Talk Radio dashboard is... <laughs> It's been, it's apparently, it's been, apparently it's been playing music. It's been playing music for 28 seconds now. <laughs> oh, but John, maybe oh. you should sing a sing a song as we're leaving. Uh, sing a song like "Rejoice." Do rejoice. Oh no! I, uh, okay, love yeah. in the morning. Love in the morning. World is trying to get it together. Yes. Trying to help their fellow man. Hoping we can do it better. Do you really think we can? Love them in the morning when you see the sun rising. Love them in the evening because he took you through the day. And in the in-between time when you feel the pressure coming, remember that he loves you and he promises to stay. Good night, everybody. (laughs) 